everyone, Hannah here and Kim from Belvista Studios. In this video, we're going to be talking about how to run an instructional design workshop <laughs> um, to help you get the information that you need to storyboard and create an epic learning solution that makes a difference, add value, adds value, has an impact, all those amazing things. So I'm going to be asking Kim. She has run quite a few <laughs> instructional design workshops. So She's been doing it for a while. She is awesome at it. I'm always asking her for advice on how to do it better. So this is going to be, you're going to get a lot of value from this and you're going to realize how important it is to run these workshops because it just makes your life 1 billion times easier as an instructional designer. So I'll live up to these accolades. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> this better be good, Kim. I've set very high expectations. Okay. So first of all, like what, what value do you think running a workshop as an instructional designer brings? uh you just need to know that you don't have to have all the answers you just need to be curious and ask the right questions to extract the answers and the workshop is the opportunity to do that you yeah. run specific activities but basically you don't have to have the answer that's what we're trying to teach people now that's what we're preaching we're not teaching but um just be curious the answers are there you just need to extract them you don't need to be an expert yeah Love it. Being curious. I like that. Um, what's your role as an instructional designer when you're running these workshops? Um, yeah, a curious extractor of information. Yeah. And facilitator. So you've got to be <laughs> shuffling people along a little journey, shuffling yeah. their little like crazy conversations and jokes and things that are off track and bring them back in yeah um so have a clear agenda have a like literally like your logistics written out so it's like this is the activity I'm running it's for this long you're keeping your eye on the clock but you are extracting information you need to know what your goal is your goal of the project but also your goal at the completion of your workshop yeah so that you know exactly that at the end of this workshop this is what I need to be able to take my next steps and you're closing the gap in the workshop. Yeah. So I would say that extractor of information, facilitator of people through a process. Yeah. Collecting all that information to get yeah. you closer to your goal. Yeah. So you think you'd have to have some form of facilitation skills to run. Makes it easier, Makes but it easier. not everyone yeah. has it. And it's, I would, that's something like you just learn over time. Hey, from practice. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's probably something you should, yeah more talk about because it's a newer it's probably a fresh -er journey for you yeah. my okay actually two different perspectives <laughs> yeah. i reckon okay yeah my thing with being a facilitator all you have to do is google how to facilitate a workshop yeah. it'll give you tips what's the difference between being a trainer and a facilitator so facilitation yeah. tips google it but i believe if you just think about i am kim tui and i know i'm damn good at these things mm. And I'm there because I'm the right person for the job to do what I need to do in that time to continue on the journey for what I've been engaged to do or what my role is in the project. So if you can trust yourself and just show up and be you and know that you add value, you're the person doing that role, you've been engaged or told to do the task because other people believe in you too, then it all just flows. And if you can just trust that it allows you to let go of things like your nerves, 
and I'm young and these people have way more experience than me and all the shit that comes through in your emotional reaction to I need to facilitate this Mm -hmm. workshop holy shizzle if you just know I am me Kim Tui and this is what I'm good at and this is what makes me me and then show up and be that person the rest works out because you're just doing a process right Mm. you got a goal you got your agenda get through the agenda it's a process that would be my sharing that what would you add yeah that's cool um I think so definitely like the first part is believing in yourself because if you like what you were saying, if you don't think you're the right person to be there or you don't trust in your own abilities, that's going to come across in the workshop. So I think being really confident in who you are, knowing that you deserve to be there and that you're going to have a make a difference by being there. Um, I think the other part is really trusting your process. So once you have a process that you can really trust and we have the process that we follow um, for our discovery workshops um, and I know that that process works. So I think once I gained confidence in the process and started to learn that I was able to focus more on the facilitation side of things. Mm. Um, And then I think the other part is just knowing that like you're not a facilitator, it's not your role to be like the best facilitator in the world. You're there to collect information and be curious and get what you need to storyboard or create a learning solution. So I think just, yeah, it's weird, but it's just like being yourself and pretending like, like I just try to pretend that I'm in a workshop with say you and Victoria um, who work for Bell Vista Studios because I do it every day. Like I extract information from you every day in meetings. So mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing. Mm. So just not being intimidated by whoever you're in the workshop with and just being yourself and doing, having a good intent and doing everything that you can to get the information that you need. Yeah. And then, yeah, like what you said, there's so many videos on facilitation that you can learn, but for me, I don't want to get too caught up into like those little things until I get comfortable in who I am and like the whole process and then I can move, get better and better. And we're all like, no one's a perfect facilitator. Yeah. We're all on a journey and we're getting better every day. And we always talk about that. Like being an instructional designer is a journey and a process. It's not about being the best instructional designer in the world. It might be for you, but like every day you're mm. going to get better and just focus on that journey. Yeah. And not being perfect. Yeah, it's so true. There's like, here's Kim Tui, and here's all the people that are amazing and way better at <laughs> instructional design. And here's all the people that sit below me. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. We just We're like, journey. yeah, everyone, yeah. when I like learn new things, I'm here. There's people better than me. There's people not better than me. Yeah. Yeah. And the play, the process that Hannah is referring to is our human centered design playbook, which you can check out on the creator hub. Yeah. But yeah to summarize it sounds like we're kind of similar Mm. believe in yourself be true to your core trust your process and then just basically reflect afterwards and improve each time yeah 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 um when would you could conduct a human-centered design or instruction sorry i'm going to say human-centered design sometimes because that's but it is instructional design it's just like the most epic process to do it (laughs) so that's why i'm saying both So we do it at the very beginning. It's the first thing. It's our analysis. We spend a lot of time in analysis and that just makes the rest of the project way easier. Storyboard time reduced, all that kind of stuff. So we will literally be like when we're engaged with a client or working with a stakeholder, the first thing is book us a discovery workshop. Yeah. And in that we have 
all the key stakeholders and we get the project goal, we get the content, everything from there. So we do it upfront. We wouldn't even look at a client's um, PowerPoints and resources until after that workshop. We want yeah. the workshop, we want to, because we're trusting our process and we know that their stuff, it exists. It exists already, it's not working. So we don't need to look at it. Yeah. We are coming in with our problem solving framework, which is mm. what human centered design is and yeah. what we do with like action mapping and human centered design. It's just problem solving. We trust our process. We go in, in the analysis phase. It's the first time essentially that we'd ever meet anyone mm. and we just run a workshop with them. Yeah. Yeah. So who do we invite to those workshops? So anyone that could say no at any point in the project. So it might be executives, it might be learners. We sometimes get like them in as well, but anyone that could say no at any point, because in that workshop, you create your goal and it gets approved. Mm. So we don't want anyone coming in at any point in the project and saying, ah, oh, what about this? Yeah. Like, oh, back no, up, buddy. we agreed on you that. Were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a clear, like, this is what success looks like. And we've all agreed on that. Mm -hmm. And if it does need to change, it's a different project or yeah. it's outside of scope. So we need to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Stakeholder management. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk about some of the activities we run in a discovery workshop or an instructional design workshop? Yep. So what my preference is is we identify the project goal get that approved in the workshop we look at who the audience groups are and we look at empathy maps actually i need to go back to the project goal we ask a certain set of questions which are in our playbook that gets us to that success statement because it's very hard to start mm. with just like a blank slate and be like, what yeah. are we trying to achieve? <laughs> yeah. So we have, I think, five or six questions in the playbook that we just run through with the stakeholders. Yeah. That's where they start to go, oh, we're trying to do this. No, we're trying to do this. And what about this? And yeah. they have all that robust conversation. And from all that comes down this like little one sentence. And it's like, this is what we are here yeah, to achieve. Yeah. And that guides the rest. So from there, we look at, well, who is the people that are impacted by this? And how are we going to serve them through the solution that we create? So that's the audience groups. And then I always like to run an empathy map because for me, the next stage, if I'm thinking about it is like, well, it's two stages away for me, but it's like the storyboard. And I'm just like, what are the actions and behaviors? Because I want the content now from the right people in the room and uh sorry finish that thought the right people in the room <laughs> to give me scenarios scripts everything that i'm going to use to design training um is what i want from them yeah yeah okay cool so the activities you spoke about sorry i'm just processing what you said <laughs> the, for everyone listening or watching the activities that kim has spoken about is in our human-centered design playbook so mm -hmm. if you are wanting to see those activities and what you could potentially do within a workshop, check out that playbook on the Creator Hub. Mm -hmm. That's a really nice way to get started. Um, but yeah, that was good. Thank you. Very cool. Um, okay, so we've covered that. So how do you, because this is something that I dealt with, how do you avoid becoming overwhelmed with all of the information? Because you can be in a workshop and the users and stakeholders are all <laughs> like, oh my God, this and that and that. And you've got like, 50 different things going on and you're just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. How do you like deal with that? All of that information at once. You got to remember that you're problem solving. You're problem solving as an instructional designer. You're problem solving as a facilitator. 
you're problem solving in the question that you ask. So it does get chaotic and I kind of work chaotic anyway. Yeah, so, you're so Because <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I am me anyway. Um, so I don't have a formal, like what you see here is what a workshop kind of plays out with. It's organic. It's just authentic. Gone, yeah. Whatever. It's not like now we're moving on to this. I'm cause I'm just able to make shortcuts in my brain. So it does yeah. get a bit chaotic. <laughs> so what I'm thinking though, always, and why I'm able to operate in that chaos is I'm just problem solving right now. So what is the specific problem I am trying to solve right now in this one question that I'm asking? <laughs> or in this activity that I'm asking. So if I think about an activity, let's go to personas, right? So there's a nice template, you can Google them um, and just find one and use it. I'm gonna run a persona activity. First problem that I'm trying to solve is I need my people to give me the right information for that persona mm -hmm. so that it's useful for me when I go do something with it later. So what do I need to get them? What do I need them to do so that they give me the right information? I need to set the scene. That's the problem I'm solving. Set the scene so they're in the right frame of mind and they give me the right information to complete my uh, persona. So that's the problem. I'm not looking at, because there's like 20 things on a persona potentially. I'm not thinking about all of that right now and all the activities that are to follow. Mm -hmm. I'm just very focused on this is what I'm dealing with right now. When I've set the scene, I'm going, do, do they know what they need to do? So I'm going to check in and I'm going to get them to give it back to me. The problem I'm trying to solve is that are they clear on their role in this activity? When I feel comfortable that they are clear, then I'm moving on to, okay, let's get into the activity. The problem I'm trying to solve is I'm extracting the information to complete this process, this activity. Okay. So the problem I'm trying to solve is I need the right information. I've set the scene already. Okay, the first little thing that I need to find out is what's the person's name? I'm not focusing on their job, their challenges, everything else that's in the template. I'm just what's part one of the template? And then if someone says, oh, and Mary is the name of the persona and she's got two kids and blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, I know a Mary. I ain't <laughs> listening to that stuff. That I'm like, that doesn't fill in too. this part of the template. Yeah. Ooh, see you later information. So I guess at a granular level, that's what's happening. Every single action I take or decision I make is intentional and it is problem solving. Mm. I'm very clear on the goal, run the activity, set the scene with the activity, extract the information for this one part of the template. We are now complete in the template. What's the next thing I need to do? which is the problem. What's the next thing I need to do? Well, I just have my template, my agenda sitting beside me. Look at that. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to run this activity. Mm. It's this time. So that's what's happening. So if you can think of it as what's the problem I'm trying to solve right now, and then go do that through an action mm. and a decision. It makes it a lot easier. Cause then like all that clutter that's going on is just not relevant. Cause if you're just focusing on one thing, you only hear the answers to that one thing. Yeah. When you have eight people talking over each other. Yeah. That's does that that's so give good. You clarity? Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so what I'll summarize go, it? What would you um well I, so I had something in my head then that I the way I pulled everything that you said together. Yeah. I think so you're saying that we should like you need to focus on what you're doing in that moment and forget about everything yes. around happening I'm around present it. to that second that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. So becomes less overwhelming because you're like, I'm focusing on this exact part 
And I think what enables that to happen is having the process that you can trust. Yeah. Because you're not having to think, is what we're talking about actually going to give me what I need? Which you do that sometimes. You do think, do I have what I need? But I think if you have a process, you know that if I fill in these parts of the process Mm. and I answer the questions that I have in my template, it is going to give me what I need. Yeah. I'm minimizing my thinking. Yeah. And so minimizing the thinking by having the templates and our process, which I trust and I know works. Yeah. So then it allows me to, um, what did you just say there? Like, yeah, focus on things in the moment because you're not thinking about everything happening. You're not thinking about an activity that's happening to PowerPoint slides later or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then when I can trust the process and I'm just present, I'm able to go, do I have everything I need? And that's where I have the headspace to go. I don't have everything I need right now. I need to ask a probing question. I need to get clarification. I need to write a note for myself to follow up on this. Because maybe that's something that does play out. It can get very chaotic. You know, that sounds important. So I just, I use my pen, red pen, little A for action. And that means community to follow up on this afterwards because it's yeah. incomplete, but the, yeah. the, the chaos or the workshop is running away and it's not important right now. So I park it and I have my little action list that I come back to. Yeah. And like being okay with, I, like, well, I do it in the videos as well. It's like, oh, hold on a second. I'm just processing, yeah, you know, so time to think. Yeah. allow that, be okay with that. And people get it as well. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what do you do if your stakeholders have different opinions and they're all like, I want this, no, I want that, and no, that's not right, or like, how do you manage that as a facilitator? Just let them wrestle each other and see who wins. Fight <laughs> 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 to the death. Um, so it does happen naturally, and it's a good thing that it happens um, because they're there to add value and they are there because they have perspectives that yeah. will add value to the solution that you're trying to create. Yeah. So that's why you start with your success statement at the beginning. When you have your success statement and it's approved on throughout the process in that workshop or later on in the project, as things do come up, which they will because things change or new information is received, we just go, well, help us understand how that achieves the success statement or contributes to achieving the success statement. That's just so powerful to be able to do. Mm. And they will resolve it themselves potentially and go, oh, actually it doesn't. It's something else, which yeah. is cool. Or they go, this is why it helps us, Kim. And then you go, okay, cool. We need to recalibrate right now. Yeah, That new yeah. information is really going to help us achieve the success statement more effectively. Now, what do we need to do about it? Yeah. So that's, that's why, yeah. yeah, it's so critical. The success statement's so good because it doesn't make it personal then. It's mm. like, this is what we all agreed on achieving. Now let's like, let's look at what everyone's talking about or the discussion and let's like look at it against the success statement yeah. and decide like what's going to be the best for that statement. Yeah. So I think that is like, if we didn't have a success statement, it'd be like, <laughs> I would not be able to keep <laughs> control of what's happening because yeah. everyone's got different opinions on how what it should be and everything so getting that initial agreement is so useful and I think that's why you really got to trust your process because it it takes out emotion it takes Mm. out personality everyone gets that you're just doing a job and aligning to that yeah so it removes emotion and when you remove emotion you can focus on facts yeah the facts is the process um and when you're using your templates and stuff, you can remove that personal agenda, that personal 
friction and it's way easier and it allows us as mm. people facilitating these workshops to be at peace with what plays out because you just focus on yeah. the process and therefore you don't offend people because they can see it's part of the process yeah so yeah yeah that's cool the more you can trust your process you should be focusing on this is i'm just delivering a fact right now it eliminates emotion yeah yeah that's really cool um is there anything that you say like a one-liner or something if the group starts to go off track <laughs> or off topic because that happens a lot um okay there's a few things so let's say someone is going on an event because they love to be able to contribute right and then sometimes when they contribute they then all random frustrations about the world come into their conversation so you can just say um things like it sounds like that's important to you but i don't know if this is the right forum for that um and you can put a little silence there and then they might just be like oh okay no no you're right you're right you're right let's get back on track yeah um or you can say it sounds like that's important to you this isn't the right forum I don't believe this is the right forum for this. So how about we park it and I'll leave it with you to follow up with outside of this space. So yeah. I don't want that accountability. No. Because I don't it's not validated as something yet. And yeah. it's not the right forum to validate it. So put the ownership and responsibility back on them. Yeah. Um when people come up with random ideas and they get all excited and then they want to go on these tangents, you just go back to help us understand how that's going to help us achieve the mm, success statement. So it can rein them in to get more focused again. Um, have you got any specific examples? Um, well, I guess even, I think you've covered it to be honest. Mm. It's just, if, yeah, like you've only got a certain amount of time for a workshop and they start talking about something over and over again. And you're like, we've got, oh, yeah, we've got the information true. we need. Like, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. So that's something. It's probably like, more event thing maybe or. I think, you, well, if you have an agenda with your times, it's very easy yeah. to be conscious of that. And then you just go, I'm conscious of time right now. I'm actually going to stop this activity now because I believe that I have what I need. So we're going to move on to the next yeah. one. Or yeah. you haven't, but you need to move on because something else is more important. Um, I'm actually going to stop. I'm conscious of time. I'm going to park this activity for now, but I really believe that we need to revisit this outside of this time today. Yeah. And then you speak to whoever is in the room who has the authority to make that decision and say, is this okay with you? This is what I'm thinking. We have a workshop tomorrow for an hour where we actually go deeper into this. Would that work for you? Okay, mm, cool. Love it. I'll follow up. And you do it all in the room. So there's no like, yeah, wasting time. Um, and then another thing, like so I guess sometimes with facilitation as well, like you, I don't. I need to learn this actually. I don't have the voice that commands authority. I was just about so, to say you're so assertive. No, no. The way you're speaking, I was like, that is epic. But it's if it's in like a chaotic space, my voice isn't dominant enough to. It's too nasal. Like I speak up here, and they say if you speak down here more, it, you have authority. And wow. when things are chaotic people don't hear my voice it's not commanding attention so that's something I actually want to work on wow but um so I will be like sometimes it plays out I'm like okay okay everyone quiet 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 and they don't even hear me yeah and then 
I have to like do something random and dramatic to get their attention. It's normally like dancing. <laughs> um, so I think that is something. But another thing is I don't want that ownership. I don't want that responsibility because I, like I said, believe in myself and mm. the role that I'm there to do. But all the other people have a role to do as well. So I share the responsibility and the accountability of holding people accountable to stick to the agenda and yeah. to be intentional and purposeful towards what we're trying to achieve. What I do is a little activity at the beginning. And I just say, look, at a, I want to basically, if at any point we go off track or it's not helping us achieve what we're here to achieve today, what word, what random word can we just call out for each other? And that says, you're not on track right now or get on track as mm. soon as possible because you're you're beating around the bush like you're going on a tangent yeah um and like that it comes up as a funny word so it just debunks that like oh that person's being a bitch like mm. won't let me voice my opinion or something like that so it can be like apples or unicorns or i don't know mars bar or something like that so something totally random that anyone in the group can call out and when it's happening someone will and normally you don't have to be the person because someone else people get annoyed at other people for like hogging mm. the space when it's not adding value to yeah. the where you're headed yeah. so they'll just go mars bar and um now wait for all your ads to have mars bar products in them <laughs> oh, man. um so you go mars bar and then the person will go oh yeah no sorry i'm not on track or they go okay so actually this is what i want to communicate yeah 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 so do that upfront. Give it a shared responsibility to hold your all parties accountable to the intent of the workshop. Yeah, love it. That was so good. Um, are there any questions or prompts that you use during facilitation to help you get the information that you need? Um, well, so I'm probably not going to remember them right now, and this is just how much I trust the process. Yeah, is that playbook? I just have the playbook. We're working through yeah. the playbook. And the questions are there. I don't need to know them in my head again. I'm trying to minimize my mm. thinking. I'm yeah. extracting information. I'm always asking the same questions. So I don't want to hold them in my head. I got other things that are need my energy. So I just open the template and ask the questions. Yeah. So I'm not going to think of what they are right now, but there's sets of questions in there. And then they guide the conversation because we've proven it through what we're doing, right? Yeah. So we know that they give us what we need. If we're not quite sure, we just say, help me understand that. Um, or you can say, what else? If there's silence, I never just be, think that silence is the, the thing is complete. I'll allow the silence to sit there for a bit. And then I say, what else? And then someone else will be like, oh, and this. Mm. Um, I guess sometimes if there's people that haven't shared their opinion, I'll just call them by name and I'll say, hey, Hannah, um, mm. I'd love to get your opinion on this. What specifically do you blah? And yeah. I'll ask them the question. Yeah. Um, and I've never had anyone like feel uncomfortable or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Would you add any? Um, I think I just like the fly in the wall thing that you do. Oh, yeah. So like um, when we're wanting to get extract information from them we want it to be action focused for our training solution rather than like knowledge based because we want to know like what the users actually have to do differently to meet the goal so we if people are just saying like oh we want them to be confident or like we want them to i don't know enjoy the process or whatever like what does that actually look like what would they be doing if you're a fly on the wall mm -hmm. and kim uses that so she says if i was a fly on the wall 
watching someone be confident, what would that look like? And you just get them to break it down into action so you can use it to storyboard. Yeah. I think that's really useful. Mm. Yeah. Um, how do you know if you have the information that you need at the end of the workshop? Like what happens in your brain when you're sitting there going, do I have what I need to finish up today or finish this workshop? I'm always trying to look for how can I minimize effort for myself and make my life easier. Mm. So at, for me, I go, do I have everything I need to storyboard? Do I feel good about the storyboard process that's about to happen? Yeah. Do I feel like I anything's missing? So if I feel good about it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready to storyboard. I'm like, I've got what I need. Yeah. But okay. if I... I'm like, do I feel good about the storyboard process? Oh, no, nah, I don't, like, I've got no scenarios. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, well, then I need to, like, I need to do something about that. And yeah. what is that thing that I need to do? Yeah. So do I feel comfortable or do I feel discomfort about yeah. the next step? And if I feel comfortable, sweet, it's resolved. Yeah. If I feel discomfort then I'm like what is that discomfort about something's missing what's missing okay what do I need to do to get that missing information mm. and then connect do I now feel comfortable about the next step I'm about to do no there's still another thing of discomfort what is that yeah and same repeat the process until you feel very comfortable yeah love it very cool all right last question what advice do you have for instructional designers listening or watching this if they're going into their first workshop what would you like to tell them watch this video again, <laughs> make your notes. And when you do your little plan, I want you to think it through in your head or run it to someone else because things come up, you need to practice it, right? You wanna build that muscle memory almost. So run it through in your head and do the timings and say the things out loud, even if you did it to your Zoom um or do it with someone else because you want to practice so watch this video write your notes and draft your little plan for yourself and then go do it either by visualizing yourself doing it mm. or by doing it with someone else that's so cool and then reflect and improve very cool i love it thank you so much kim that was epic incredible very useful information um i think like kim said like listen back if you are preparing to do your first workshop or wanting to do get into doing that um, I think like the main points that stood out for me was being curious and so not putting pressure on yourself to be the best facilitator, but just going in and being curious and being authentic in the way that you collect data and information. Um, knowing that like, if you do it at the beginning of your instructional design process, it makes your life so much easier. So like, rather than going back and forth and emailing and doing all these other things, just like run that one workshop. Mm -hmm. If you need support running a workshop, check out our playbook. It has like everything that you need basically to do that mm -hmm. and our online course as well. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you'd like to leave everyone with? No. <laughs> Video end. Is that how you're ending it? No. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and watching. You're all incredible. We love you and we're so grateful for, yeah, your support as a community. We love what we do and we love sharing information. And we've heard that it adds value to you. So that just makes our hearts so happy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, thank you.